0: Welcome to the world of Pokemakers.
1: I'm Professor Fierce. And
0: I'm Professor Fierce. But if
1: that's too confusing, you can call us
0: JD and Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets.
1: Others use them for we're
0: here to create all new Pokemon.
1: And a world for them to inhabit.
0: Last time we had Tanner guesting with us and we created our first idol for the Pokemon contest Magnifico. Idol Dario, who has a spooky horror movie and reviewer kind of themed contest hall.
1: And we also made Dario's Pokemon, Wrench and Venonet, as well as its new Wrench and Evolution, Mothferatu.
0: Mothferatu, yes. A vampire <laughs> twist on Venonet. And Venomoth, taller and thinner, and this has got very Dracula in Hotel Transylvania frame, body frame. And it's now a bug dark type with a new ability, Parasite, allowing it to get more power into its draining moves.
1: This time, this time we've got a guest.
2: Oh, we've got a guest! I just want to say and comment on the fact that you delivered your opening thing exactly the way that I hear it in my head every time. (laughs) That was amazing. A plus. (laughs) You are so practiced at that, and I love that. Maybe an intro goof will one day happen. speaking of intro goofs I've goofed up and not introduced myself who are you who am i well if you are familiar with this podcast you would remember me from last season where i made a self insert gym leader named mike because i'm mike that's me and he was <laughs> he was a uh, musician because i look at, it's me i'm the guy what done wrote both <laughs> themes i was going to
1: say yeah i was going to say if you are familiar with this podcast You may recognize my name from literally (laughs) every credits of every episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you are name-dropped every single time. Every single episode. There is not an episode of this podcast in which you're not name-dropped. I have no thoughts. Let's go. Well, that's going to be a problem on the podcast, because we'd like you to have thoughts about what you're going to bring to the podcast
2: today. I have one thought. Oh? And I would like to make a companion character.
0: Then I think we better go to the Fame Checker. Okay, Mike, so you're here to make a companion character, one of the traveling companions for our players. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah.
2: I would love to be a traveling companion for somebody who's on a big old adventure because it means I don't have to do all the adventuring, but I get to like <laughs> be around and witness cool stuff. And like, the fate of the world isn't in my hands, per se. <laughs> You're more the Brock. You know, I feel like I am more of the Brock. I am going to turn that frying pan into a drying pan. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to make jelly donuts. You cook, you have a drying pan, you flirt with every X chromosome you see. You know, I don't think that's going to be me. Unless it is, because this is not me doing a self-insert. This I is was just gonna me say, making so, a person.
0: Yeah, let's talk about like what
2: kind of character you want to make. I think this traveling companion is very much going to be the one that is literally just along for the ride. Like, oh man, I've always dreamed of cool adventures. Not being the one to do them, but like definitely witnessing <laughs> them and being around. So I think this guy, gal, they, them, I'm not sure. But this individual, this companion is very much going to be around to, enjoy a pokemon adventure as the observer in like one episode has to like step up and actually do the important thing and it's like oh wow you had hidden depths all along and it's like oh, okay and then yeah, they never yeah, do yeah. anything you again you
0: know an episode that the fandom would describe as a oh it's a that
2: character episode yeah exactly i've been watching a lot of deep space nine recently and <laughs> they do that frequently
1: okay so this character is just here to sort of observe are they here to also maybe document in some Oh. like is this someone uh, yeah who is writing a book or a photographer or maybe they're making a documentary or
2: like i definitely think that this is somebody who is documenting this journey of this heroic child <laughs> for whatever reason we can get to their motivations and equipment later but they're definitely hanging around because it's like ah, oh, this is gonna be a legendary thing like this, this is, is gonna be being... a story the
1: story Mm. this
2: will be the story they they kind of have a bit of that like trope awareness of course you say child our player
0: is like 16 here
2: yeah i'm looking at this traveling companion as definitely a full adult okay young adult sure to them this person would be a child the way you've described them there as someone
0: who's not out for adventure themselves this makes me think that before we meet them maybe they're a bit of a homebody maybe they haven't really left yet and we meet Mm. them in their hometown and they can be like oh i kind of want to go with you but otherwise they wouldn't go by themselves yeah kind
1: of hold up at home, essentially working on this story that they've been writing or creating. I don't know what kind of medium you want to go with.
0: They could have created block.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got some block going on and they're like, I just... (sighs) I need something to inspire me. And then you walk in and you're like this great trainer and they're like, my (laughs)
2: news. You know, I actually do have a thought about that. I think this is a person, maybe if not a homebody, they are in this one specific place. Mm. So you have a whole bunch of young people with their amazing pets coming through and having battles or doing cool things or doing shows, whatever it is that Pokemon trainers do. So (laughs) I think this is somebody who is in that creative rut and is trying to find that next point of inspiration and all these people are passing through and they keep trying to attach themselves to you know these passers-by but it's just not there it's just not it this is a person who's seeking that artistic muse for sure so i think less of homebody and more of like a vagrant just by way of they've been out in the world trying to find the thing and they're in a city because that's where the most people are
1: okay yeah to some degree they've been out on their own journey trying to figure out what it is that they're looking for yeah and then you just sort Sort of come across them and they're like it's you that's what I was looking for maybe
0: they end up getting swept up in it because some plot relevant event maybe an encounter with Team Royal happens in the local area and they just happen to be nearby and whether they choose to help out or if they're just watching the fact is they're like oh this is going on wow you're doing amazing with this like I'm gonna travel with you and see what's what and maybe help and whatever
2: yeah I think some sort of important showdown with Team Royal occurs or the player character is put in a situation where they have to do Something significant or above and beyond. The kind of thing where everyone else is running away, but they run toward.
1: I could see it being dependent on which path you take. If you take the history path, they see you do a gym and they're just awestruck by you, or you do a contest, or you fix one of the outbreaks that are happening mm-hmm. with the science path, and they're like, Whoa, how did you do this? It
0: could just be that they find you an impressive trainer and they like watching you
2: battle and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like it as both of those things where mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, this thing that you did was so incredible, and your battle skills were so... You're the most promising trainer that I've seen come through here. I must (laughs) accompany you. And they basically are just so, I guess, pushy about it that the option comes up of let this guy follow you around and the option comes up yes and definitely yes. And it's like the no option has been scribbled over by this person.
1: So we have this person, they're gonna follow you around because you're inspiring or they're really impressed with your skills in some way.
0: Follow you with permission. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They they accompany you.
2: The accompany you with the kind of permission that the player knows the story will not move on until they give that permission. It's very Legend of Zelda.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair though, the party in Marble and Bronze is choosable. You don't have every potential companion character necessarily accompany you. You'll have like probably three characters join you out of we don't yet know how many there are going to be total. So there will be the option to say no and then they won't follow you. Okay. So it will be consensual if they
2: actually come with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that should be how it is
1: so they're they're documenting you and your journey in some way do we have a medium in mind for this are they a photographer are they writing a book are they writing an article are they a journalist of some kind maybe are are they making a documentary what are they doing it's
2: a traveling minstrel it's a bard
1: i thought that's where you were going with that yeah yeah i
2: assumed you were just going to say what is there a musician
1: What if they're just a bard and they're writing songs about
2: you? Bards can do poetry and they can do song and they can do all kinds of performance dumb stuff. I like the idea of wandering minstrel frustrated with no muse.
1: Can I suggest just a very slightly different version of that? What if they're not writing music or recording music or whatever? What if they have a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) What's a podcast? (laughs) podcast and they document your adventures on a podcast. <laughs> Is that
2: too meta? Alex? Yes? Yeah. I think that is precisely the correct amount of meta. <laughs> well, that's
0: the thing. We say, is that too meta? I think about an anime I watched recently in which a major character is a manga artist who decides to hang out with everyone to make a manga of the story that's being told. <laughs> oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs>
1: that does kind of happen
0: in JoJo. No, this is a different thing. But yeah, clearly, manga artists are like, ah, oh, shoot, I have no idea what to do. I know. I'll introduce a manga artist to draw the story that I'm drawing.
1: It's not- Not uncommon Yeah Well I just figured Mike is our guest And Mike has made A musician character before Yes What's another thing That Mike does? Yes (laughs) Podcast
0: Mike for a dollar Name a non-music interest
2: Of yours Oh Um. (laughs) Oh capybaras they're in this region so my character absolutely has one
1: that fits the vibe i feel like not very impressive (laughs) yeah and that's okay
2: this person is not an impressive pokemon trainer (laughs) even a little bit (laughs) not even slightly they are very much really into having that chill vibe So just a normal person with
0: just some cute fuzzy mammals as pets. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I imagine this character has the sort of foppish stance and the half-lidded eyes and a pen in one hand. Though in this case, I suppose it's like a pencil microphone.
1: Oh, that's fun.
2: Yeah. Holding the pencil mic like a pen, you know, yeah, with, with yeah, so yeah. that you can get that like good Jack Kirby hand. Sometimes they're tucking a mic behind their ear. Oh, that's
0: fun. That would be audio poison. <laughs> That's when they're not recording They pull it out when they're recording Just like, you know, someone using a pen or pencil Isn't using it whilst
2: it's behind their oh, ear Oh man, oh my gosh That is a delightfully Silly thing I love it So are we
1: going with podcasters? <laughs> we have to Okay <laughs>
2: we have to i think this person dresses the part of the wandering minstrel they're not necessarily addressed by any specific gender they're kind of androgynous you have the hair that does what anime hair do a good amount of it that foppish Mm -hmm. appearance where it gets long and then curls or whatever
1: okay so i have some notes a if he's got
2: well hold on you said he that oh you're right just to be clear this character is non-binary i think for convenience's sake we've been using he so we can just keep using he for now, but I don't think it's ever clearly stated in the Pokemon game. Like it doesn't come up. Okay. pronounce he they. He kinda, they.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Kind of Sure.
2: I mean, just because I want to refer to this character as my boy. You know, B O I boy.
1: <laughs> I get that. Boy yeah. I, I do
2: default to the boy gender <laughs> yeah. neutral. Yeah yeah yeah.
1: Okay. Having Swirloin on the team and using it as a soundboard. <laughs>
0: um second
1: second i know you have already described this character and what he looks like but i was going to propose basically the generic that looks like griffin mcelroy
2: (laughs) i think that the generic looks like griffin mcelroy is a hundred percent true when this character is not putting on the air yeah, they are 100% a Griffin McElroy. And you're just like, oh, hello. It's like,
1: glasses, blondish hair, and just like, that's Griffin McElroy.
2: I feel like they're pushing a
0: little bit towards Barry Blue Jean specifically. Mm, that's mm. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. An unassuming visage <laughs> hiding greater potential.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. With the glasses and the skinny. Okay, so
0: we've got this podcaster who is always carrying a mic around who is your self insert character, Mike. What should we call them, Mike? We can- I know, I know, but like, this character suits the name Mike even more than the previous (laughs) one did. (laughs) What if we call them Griffin?
1: Griffin is good.
2: I know. It is. It is. The other joke that I was going to make was this is based on Italy. And there are some, you know, really, really, really famous Italian people who one might derive a name from. And I was going to build it up to the joke being like, oh, he's going to pick Michelangelo. And then I was going to go, so Botticelli here. (laughs) I can't think of a single famous Italian. I can't either. Name
1: a single famous Italian. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci.
0: Up that Da Vinci count. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it happened
0: organically. <sighs>
2: Michelangelo is very funny, though. Michelangelo is very funny, but I think this is a person who would introduce themselves with a flourish. They would be like, I am Griffin Michelangelo, insert last name.
0: Alternatively, we go from Michelangelo, and we take not the first part, the Michael part, Angel.
2: Oh!
1: Oh yeah! Again, gender neutral.
2: Oh, you can even go with Angelo, but I guess in Italian the O would denote a masculine because Angela would be the feminine. That would
0: be pretty masculine.
2: Angel, I think, is going to be good. We just drop the Italian vowel convention entirely so that it's not skewed one way or the other. Angel is very good. It is a pull from Michelangelo. I love that. It's all coming together fun Mm. oh my gosh i keep forgetting how long these folks names actually are the full name of our boy michelangelo is michelangelo di lodovico Buonarroti simoni
1: that's why it just goes by the one name Mm.
2: and even that one name is like two names (laughs) yeah it is it is (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I I think we might have to go back to Griffin. What do you prefer? Okay, as a person whose name is Michael, but has equal preference for Michael and Mike, I think I'm gonna toss Griffin and Angel out there into the universe, and whichever one y'all decide and settle on in the final edit, that's gonna be the one. Maybe
0: it'll be clearer which name we should go with after we make their
2: partner in WHO'S
0: THAT POKEMON?!
2: (gasps) I forgot I'd have to be making a Pokémon!
1: character has some pokemon on their team already mm. so do we want something that fits that same vibe
2: maybe we actually want something that is a surprise a bit okay. of a rowdy dirty boy <laughs> This year's a boy that lacks the throw down. As a
0: reminder, before we go too far, an important factor with this Pokemon is that they need to be able to use some kind of field ability to support the team. So when we made Graham and Dragate, Dragate's ability is to manipulate rocks. It can do like both rock smash and strength and any kind of field puzzle that would involve using rocks in some way. So whatever Pokemon we make here and now needs to have some kind of field ability to help the player explore and traverse the region and solve puzzles and
2: whatnot. Okay, so if we're gonna have ourselves a real silly one, a real rowdy, dirty boy. There are a couple of options that I have considered for that. One of them is digging, because dig is a yeah, move. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. Some sort of tunneling ability. Sometimes maybe you need to find something yeah. underground.
1: Mm, that's what, like, Ursa, Luna, and Legends Arceus had. Mm. Had something like that, where you would dig stuff up for you. It
0: was acting as that game's item finder, specifically by digging in the mud to find those
2: items, yeah.
1: Ooh. Which is also there great for the vibe of this character looking for something. Digging stuff up, that's great. Digging
2: and tunneling. Digging
1: and tunneling. As soon as
2: I heard you guys were going to be doing a region based on Italy, one of the first things that I said was, we really need more imp Pokemon representation. <laughs> because imp Pokemon are kind of great. Like Impidimp. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. its name is Impidimp. That's awesome. Yep. And you are like, how are we going to get imp Pokemon in there? And I'm like, Italian opera, my guy. <laughs> it has so so much so much of italian opera has devils and imps and things in it that people make deals with or they show up and mess things up it's just an opera staple so this could be an imp that pops up and is just like ah hey everybody check it out and it's just like the opposite of a repel
0: <laughs> that's i mean that's also a thing that exists that there are certain abilities that make encounters with wild pokemon more
2: likely mm-hmm. i think for the well put together image of our friend I think that having somebody that is a little scrungly would actually be a wonderful... I want them to be a foil <laughs> for this particular person. Their Pokemon just being a totally unexpected thing to have. So yeah, I think a scrungly little weirdo. The moment
0: you said the Pokemon with the character's foil made me think of Brock's Croagunk in the anime. Brock's Croagunk taking over the role from Misty and Max previously... Of being the one to stop Brock and hurt him to pull him away from the girls he's flirting with. (laughs) Krogunk will literally use poison jab on Brock in the stomach and then drag him away. Incredible.
2: I've just realized something. The character's name is going to be Angel because this is the devil on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's how you get that basically it's like the Pikachu for this person except they're influencing them to do rash and impulsive things when they're around <laughs> maybe there's a reason they're not around much <laughs> and Angel prefers the softer Pokemon to be around most of the time the
0: exact opposite of Brock and Gunk then Yeah. <laughs> where, Kro-
1: exactly. where Krogunk is in the right yeah yeah
2: guy's <laughs> just like do it do the thing do the thing
1: yeah exactly but you won't
2: you coward yeah you won't <laughs> steal the dirt
1: steal the dirt yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bet you won't. So yeah,
2: this is a little dirtbag Pokemon.
1: What does this look like? Because I am currently just picturing Impidim. Yeah,
0: so far it just sounds like we've described Impidim.
2: Okay, I really like the depiction of a little demon guy or a little devil guy being friend-shaped, being smooth and spherical, almost.
1: Okay, you're more likely to listen. Yeah,
2: it, it's kind of like the Sanrio version. When they're like, oh, this character is a devil. And you look at it and it's one of the cutest things you've ever seen.
1: Karomi, I believe, is the Sanrio one in question. Chromie's the little bunny rabbit with ears and she's the little goth one.
2: Well, it's funny that you say bunny rabbit because (laughs) that does go to my other primary inspiration for this style of little gremlin character, which (laughs) is Max from Salmon Max, the hyperkinetic rabbity thingy. Super round. Oh yeah, that character can be a little cute guy. And then you realize that his teeth are in fact jagged. Yeah,
1: kind of an off-putting smile.
2: Yeah, and that's your first clue that something with this guy might not be adorable little rabbit boy. So that's what I want. A small and very friend-shaped character. Okay,
1: again, how is it different from Impidimp, though?
2: <laughs> because Impidimp is not this round.
1: Okay, that's fair.
2: Impidimp doesn't look innocuous enough.
1: That's fair. Do you want to keep the rabbit vibes specifically? Because you could do a fun thing there using rabbit ears to be reminiscent of devil horns. Oh,
2: my good you know what? I'm gonna let you as the artist make that decision. So we've talked a lot about this. Is this a single stage Pokemon? I think this is a single stage Pokemon but he might get like one of those Z moves or something. <laughs> he's got something that he's going to come out and really mess up your day with, whatever it is, but it's not common. It's not easily done all the time. So we need a good name. I'm
0: specifically looking into various little imp-like mythological creatures. Wikipedia on the page for imp. The C also has a lot of potentially good
2: suggestions. I have
1: a question that may help with naming Um, what type is this? I
2: can't not say Dark.
1: Is Dark Fairy a combo that's been done? Yes,
2: it's been done by Pokemon
0: such as Impidimp.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Um, (laughs) because it it has that Dark Fairy energy. Yeah. Is there a precedence for that, or do we want it to not be too similar? Yeah,
2: I think we want to stray away from that specific type combo, just so we can have plausible deniability.
0: There could be some kind of form change here. Mm. Like, you mentioned not wanting an evolution, Mike, but there could be a form change, rather than just being an animation thing with it looking cutesier Um, or... More evil.
1: I'm specifically thinking about Morpico.
0: Yes, more Pico who has its full belly mode and hangry mode, where it's cutesier or angry looking. One of them could be fairy type, one could be dark type, and it's very similar.
2: Space. There it is. It
1: could go back and forth between the little it. angel and being a little devil. That's bit so good.
2: The little angel on your shoulder, the little devil on your shoulder. It That's mostly great. hangs out as the devil. Oh.
1: It
0: could still have another type as well that doesn't change between the yeah. forms. That's cool. So it could
2: be something slash fairy that changes to something slash dark. Oh, if we're gonna have some sort of lagomorph, then maybe ground or grass type.
1: Ooh, if you wanna keep with the digging things, then it is a ground type that switches back between
2: ground fairy, ground dark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let
2: me bring some specific
0: imp-like creatures that we could go with to be slightly different to impenetrable. Imp. Yeah. Goblin. Mm. Dwarf. Well, mm. not doing that. Gremlin. Mm, Gremlin's good. Pomunculus. Let's avoid that. Sprite and satyr. Mm. Various little guys. Yeah. I think modern pop culture has put very specific ideas of a lot of these things like goblins into the zeitgeist that aren't necessarily exactly true to what their origins are, especially as their origins tend to be a lot more amorphous. Mm -hmm. Goblins here from Wikipedia, ranging from mischievous household spirits to malicious bestial thieves, they often have magical abilities similar to a fairy or a demon, such as the ability to shapeshift. And A lot of those aspects feel very similar To what we're describing here
1: Yeah, no, that's spot on so. I like Bunlin Ooh Because that's adorable
0: Bunlin is pretty good Does
1: it have a cute name? Is it still a bunny? I think it's
0: got to have a cute name Because that's part of like Even when it's being a mischievous prankster It's trying to trick you at least mm. Bumblin
1: Bumblin no, it
2: sounds like a bee It does It doesn't sound enough Like bumbling R- Gob bun Gob bun Gob <laughs> bun Gob bun is pretty good What kind of color scheme? Ooh, what kind of color scheme? Bear in mind With two forms We can have vastly Different color schemes Yeah exactly I think when gob bun Is being a, a real little goblin, I think skewing Towards red shades Would make sense I was going to say
0: I want to see yeah. like A devilish blood red Like a really deep red Yeah That kind of color I feel isn't used On Pokemon a lot
2: Give it that real ed- Incineroar vibe. I'm looking at Flapple, and Flapple's got a very bright red. Yeah. Deep mm. red. Yeah, I think like a good deep cherry red. There you go. That sounds great. I'm imagining the highlight colors are gonna be mostly lax. Yeah.
0: yeah. Contrast that to its friendlier colors and form though. Which
2: is, I think, a very light shade of green. Mm.
1: Ooh, opposite of red.
2: Exactly, on the color wheel. And where this is a deeper red, this is a much paler and more muted green with more bright. White highlights mm.
0: This thing either has An absolutely incredible shiny Or a shiny You can barely tell is shiny <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends
1: on Which form it's
0: in <laughs> The good news With this design Is we don't have to Stress and fret For ages Over the ability mm. Because the ability Is a new ability That conveys this form change
1: mm. Oh yeah What yeah. Does the form change?
0: Exactly We haven't Yeah we haven't decided How this thing changes form Yet either Does it change form In battle Or outside of battle? I feel like it's Mm. an in-battle form change Yeah, that seems right For more Pico, it's as simple as It just changes at the end of every turn Okay Okay. It's constantly going back and forth every turn And it has a signature move or a wheel Which changes type depending on the form it's in In full belly mode, it's an electric move In hangry mode, it's a dark move
1: Okay.
0: One alternative could be something as simple as When it uses a fairy move, it changes to the fairy type form When it uses a dark type move, it changes to the dark type form
2: That could also work That could work
0: Something very simple and easy to control for the player Mm
2: oh 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 and the form changing move could be a move that changes type based on which form it's in yeah and i think it could be really fun to have it be the opposite of what its current type is so when it's in dark form that's a fairy type move that brings it into fairy form and that move to switch back is the dark type move
0: oh that's interesting yeah yeah think about a move like that as well it can be a little bit more powerful because it can never get same type attack bonus on it Mm. like it could have a different fairy move or a different dark move to get the same type attack bonus yeah but if it's a Dark type, and it can only use this move as a fairy type move. It can't get that same type attack bonus on it, so it can be a little bit stronger or have a cooler effect. Yeah. Yay. To get into the nerdier side of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so that's kind of where I was going with that. So I think that's how it does it. I think it has that move in a fight that is the opposite type. That's it. We got it. Deceptive Ooh. swing. Sure. Tricky swing. You know what? I'm going to let y'all decide what kind of neat move it's got there. I think about Aura Wheel, which
0: has 100 power, 100 accuracy that changes type. I think this could be a 100 power move that has the chance to flinch because mm. it's like you're tricking them. Like, whoa, you're a different type than I expected. Ah,
2: I am flinching in shock. Sure. Yeah. Or
0: Confuse
2: Ooh I love Ooh. Confuse that's pretty good just like what just happened yeah
0: or both both could be both is
1: that too strong is both too strong
0: that's my point because this can be a strong move. maybe it has a slight lower power to accommodate mm-hmm. that but because it's a signature move of a pokemon that doesn't have legendary stats or anything mm-hmm. it has room to be a little bit stronger let's call the move illusory blast a 75 power move with the chance to flinch or confuse and which changes type based sensibility which we'll call moral compass i
2: did not expect to come in here and create a pokemon that is so gosh (laughs) dang cool i want it to be very real that's the
0: whole point of this podcast
2: that's the show (laughs) yeah
0: So today, we've created a new companion who can join you, the player, on your journey through Wrencher in Pokémon Marble of Bronze. We have Angel, a podcaster who's just excited to see what's going on. Mid-twenties who can join you on your journey alongside their various cute fuzzy mammal Pokémon like Quake Cube and Swirlorn and...
1: The new Pokemon that we have made for this character, their signature Pokemon Who is a small burrowing rabbit who has the overworld abilities to dig holes or tunnel a bit
0: Goblin has two forms, a ground fairy form and a ground dark form Reflecting whether it is the angel or devil on your shoulder It can change to those forms using a move of the corresponding type Or it can use its signature move, Illusory Blast To change to the other type while using a move that matches the other type so Mike, thank you so much for
2: joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a highlight of my day. <laughs> We're well, glad.
1: Thank you for joining us. I'm
2: always happy to join you both because I love Alex and J D so much. You have <laughs> great you have a great podcast and you're so much fun to be Aww. around. Aww. Oh, you. And speaking of me, you can find me in these places. Uh, Specifically on the Green Mountain Mysteries podcast, which is on the Pocket Podcast Network, just like this show. My Twitter handle is at Admiral Amara. That is Admiral A-M-A-R-A. So thank you for
0: listening to Pokémakers.
1: And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting
0: us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as...
1: Green Mountain Mysteries.
0: (laughs) What? Whoa!
2: Cult classics.
1: And then's the facts.
2: Our theme
0: music is by Some Guy
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Some Guy This is the start of the episode again This episode's a Mobius strip Because <laughs> Here's the thing, Mike
0: Just like our intro that you said was exactly how you hear it We have a script for our outro And our script says Our theme music is by Mike Freitag You can find him on Twitter <laughs> You can also find us on Twitter at And you can find us individually I'm at Codename JD And I'm
1: at Pichu P-T-C-H-E-W Don't
0: forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord
1: Or if you'd prefer, you can send an email to FiercePodcasts
0: But until next time, gotta make make them all!
1: Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.
2: Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold.